Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we are going to be reviewing Insidious The Last Key, as well as discussing some Golden Globe stuff. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing alright. How are you doing? I am doing pretty well. Um, if you think that my Golden Globes intro at the top was a little informal, it's because, well, they're the Golden Globes and I don't care. <laughs> um, it's as simple as that. But, yeah, we're... I, I, I don't know. This is not like a super... Uh, I'm not This movie, I don't really care about, <laughs> to be honest, so I'm not super pumped to talk about it. Uh, Ozzy, you didn't see this movie that we're reviewing. Dude, I, I, I just, I don't have the time. Um, I, I gotta catch up with all my Oscar movies. I gotta catch up with all the shows. Yeah. And I just, I haven't had the time to, to sit down and, and, and watch it. I mean, I still haven't even watched the third Insidious film, which came out a few years back. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I thought I didn't want to. I mean, I yeah. like the Insidious franchise, especially the first two. I think mm-hmm. they introduced some pretty neat, um, aspects when it comes to the mythology of it all, but, I think ever since they lost kind of like the main cast and and uh, I mean from what I've at least been hearing I mean ever since mm-hmm. they lost kind of like the original main cast and and the director it's just been it's just taken like a different different twist. I heard the third one wasn't that bad though. Yeah, I heard this one was. It's, it's not that bad, but the yeah, this, I heard one, this one this one uh, is rough. It's rough, uh, but yeah. To talk about this movie with me, I do have somebody. I'm not going to be uh, going in this alone because. That wouldn't be as exciting. So to have somebody with me, I decided to bring Enrique in on this. Enrique, how are you doing? I am doing great. I am back to are talk you... about a pure work of cinema. <laughs> are you doing well, Enrique? I am. I'm doing fine. It's this movie was <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's certainly a way to describe it. It's 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 a movie that happened. So yeah. All right, well, let's get into it. Let's just get this movie out of the way so we can kind of get into um, the excitingness of the Golden Globes, I guess. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, let's get into this movie. Uh, Insidious, The Last Key. I'm so tempted to say The Last Jedi, um, but it is The Last Key. And this movie... Okay, just to even describe... This movie is... All right, this franchise has become extremely tedious when it comes to the chronological order of these movies. Yeah. Uh, it's more confusing that, cause I know there's still people who are ridiculously confused about the timeline of movies like star Wars. Like I don't get it. Like the, the fourth, fifth and sixth ones came out for like, that's something that still happens. This is way worse than that because this movie yeah. in chronological order goes three, four, one, two. Yeah, and it's it's just it's a mess. It really is. And even at the end of the second one, they tease the third one, but the third it one takes place yeah. before the first and second yeah. one. So yeah, it's... this this is a tie. Okay, so this is a sequel to the prequel. Yes, X-Men. and the prequel was the third one. <laughs> yeah, chapter three, and it was titled Chapter Three, by the way. 
Yeah. Even though it was a prequel. This is more... <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> this movie is, again, about Elise, who they... It's definitely their most dynamic character. I don't blame them for going in yeah. the Elise direction when it comes to these movies, but at the same time... They killed her off in the first one, and they're like, oh, spoilers. darn it. Oh, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> they kill her off in the first one, they're like, oh, darn it, she's our most interesting character. Whoops, <laughs> let's bring her back. Yeah, it was kind of the Han from Fast and Furious symptom, yeah. where they're like, oh, this was a great character. And, yeah, How now do we do this to now, bring her back? I don't even know what we're doing now. We're going through, like, Lorraine's origin stories now. This is, like, X-Men yeah. Lorraine origins. Yeah, I don't know. It was strange. Um, but, all right, let's... Uh, I think we have made pretty clear our overall thoughts on this movie, yeah. but let's get into positives first. I basically have one, and it's that there are some decently, I don't want to say scary, because I the would, Insidious yeah. movies don't really scare me in general, but I'll say decently tense scenes. There are some, there's few and part, far between, but there are some scenes with some decent tension, and that's really all I got in terms of positives. What do yeah. you got? <laughs> um, Lorraine's likable. <laughs> they had they had something. Yeah. They had like a good idea somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere. Uh, pretty much. It's not in the movie. <laughs> I mean, Elise is still a decent character, but I still think they kind of butchered her. But yeah, with the whole like because they they, they do it's an add, origin story yes. cut together with a prequel sequel. Man, that makes sense, but... That's true. This movie is part origin story with all the flashbacks. Yeah, it's... And I'm not really interested in any of that, and it's, uh, it's just, not good. So, oh my gosh. So really, if you wanted to break this down chronologically, it would be half of four, three, half of four, one, two. But even with one... Even with two, there are parts of two that All right, are we in... need a whiteboard. <laughs> you honestly, you have to sketch it out. It's so confusing. And we're going to get into writing the negatives right now. This movie is the definition of overthinking and overcomplicating your mythology. That great mythology that you talked about, Ozzy, um, in that fir in those first two movies. And you're right. It is great. They ruined it. They destroyed it in this movie. Like, it's just, they're thinking too much about it. It's yeah. just like, you have this cool premise. You have the further, which is a great concept. Just go with it. Just yeah. go explore the further. There's got to be cool things in there. But no, you overcomplicate it. There's like these doors and like there's this guy with all these keys on his fingers and he's like go, finger, go, dude. finger dude. Finger dude. <laughs> okay. Finger dude. Was villain. He's the, the main he's, villain. He's the main villain. Yep. I, I did not like him very much because I was not scared in this movie. And this movie felt like this was the, this is the definition of like studio-fying a movie. Yeah. Something that worked so well in the first and second ones, and somewhat in the third one, is it kind of felt isolated, and it mm -hmm. felt like the director was like... His passion was felt in the movie. There were, the score was great mm -hmm. in the Insidious movies. The score was played once in this movie during the opening credits. Yeah. And that was it. And all these like little... like All the hidden things that if you go back and watch the Insidious, there's like ghosts hiding... 
all this, they just got rid of it all, and they just made this some, like, sort of cheesy movie. And the, the two two best characters, the two most entertaining characters, her little sidekicks, they absolutely butchered them in this movie, too. They the they focused way too much. Yeah. yeah, the script was a mess. They focused way too much on the comedy. They were, like, cartoon characters. That's my other big negative, is the tone of this movie. It is really unbalanced, and I think it's mostly due to how they wrote those characters. Yeah. They're... They're the comedic relief, and it's just you, you can't put too much comedic relief in a in what is supposed and, to be yeah. a horror movie because it completely throws off the balance of the movie. Yeah. Now that don't get me wrong, one of the best horror quote unquote movies of of last year because this is technically our first 2018 release, by the way. <laughs> Rough start to the year as usual, um, but one of the best horror movies of last year was it and i've constantly said that it was more funny than scary yeah but it was able to strike a balance and it was due to the dry it was due to the characters it was character comedy yeah instead of this which was more situational really than yeah. character stuff so it felt like okay we're gonna force this comedy because it's situational driven and then we're gonna have the horror stuff and it's like, okay, what do we want this movie to be? I, I don't know. It's just... It's it's trying to be an origin story, a mythology story, and a comedy, and somewhat a horror. In and the mythology, movie. honestly, again, it, fall, it's just, it, it flops. It <laughs> doesn't work. It, I don't feel like it really added anything of value to yeah. this franchise other than making it confusing. Because this movie is genuinely confusing mm -hmm. and i'm pretty i'm decent at following movies and yeah. like figuring out like okay so this is what's happening but this movie is confusing it's legitimately confusing and even like the kind of twist thing that i think you're hinting at i feel like if they would have left that alone it would have worked yeah. like it would have been like surprising like oh not everything is like as we think it is that's interesting yeah. But instead, they're like, "Oh yeah, Key Man, he's still on the way. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna mess everything up." And it's like, "Oh gosh, yeah, oh no, Mr. Fingers, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fingers." Um, yeah, okay. I guess what this kind of tells us, because this has happened with a couple of horror franchises at this point, when they stop numbering the movies, that's a surefire sign that it's we're really in a bad place. Yeah, this because what was that movie that came out last year or the year before? Um, paranormal activity, the ghost dimension, or the chosen ones, something, or something like that. <laughs> like the, whenever you, whenever we get yeah. to a point where they stop numbering the movies and then just like, I ah, just throw a subtitle on it. Like then we know we're not in a good place with these yeah. horror franchise movies. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's just rate this movie and then let Enrique get out of here. <laughs> what do you got, Enrique? I, gosh, this this was not a good one. I'm gonna have to go a solid. 3.5 yeah oh uh, man um this was rough uh, it, it was not at all how i wanted to start out uh my 2018 and i'm i'm gonna give it a two uh no it was a little i'm giving it a 3.1 okay. it's it's a bad movie it really yeah. is a bad yeah. movie um i don't think it's gonna end up like being like the worst movie of the year, no. but it, it'll be in contention probably <laughs> uh, yeah, for the top or for the bottom ten, I guess. Uh, yeah. To close out this review, I just want to say that yeah. in about ten years, someone is going to find this movie in the bargain bin in Best Buy, and they're going to think it's a straight to DVD sequel. That's what it feels like. It feels like a yeah. straight to DVD <laughs> Insidious Four. Mr. Fingers. Which is movie. unfortunate because Elise really is the best character in yeah. this franchise. 
and to see that they've kind of just wasted yeah, having her in. The first one is a masterpiece. I love the first one, but I they, wouldn't they, say it's a masterpiece, but it's a great. It's a good movie. <laughs> Um, soiled it. <laughs> all right. Well, Enrique, thanks for coming on and right. venting about this movie yeah. with me. It's uh, been fun. Yeah. Uh, you can go and... Uh, Check out the YouTube channel, 100 yes, Best Movie Quotes, do that. on the YouTube channel. Definitely It's a fun that. time. Fun ride. Bye. All right. Thanks. All right. Well, now we are going to move on to the Golden Globes discussion. But before we actually jump into it, Ozzy, you want to talk about uh, the poll that just wrapped up as of time of recording? Yes, uh, I do want to bring up the the poll. I mean, you and I brought up these two shows. We brought up two really, really good shows that, in our opinion, yes. um, are the best superhero shows um, on TV <laughs> right now. And, you know, this poll was really great. We had the most the most votes we have ever gotten before. Yes, thank you for voting. Thank you history. for... I uh, just want to say thank you for yeah. to anybody, to everybody who really... To the 916 people who voted, uh, thank you. And we had the most retweets. I think we had 68 retweets, 42 likes. It was just a really great time. And just, I just, I mean, we, I was just looking at the number of votes growing and just, it just beat our whole, um, absolutely just shattered our, our poll record, uh, with, with how many votes we got. So we're close to a thousand votes. So thank you. Hopefully, let's hope that the next poll that we have can at least be, near it or at least break that record so 2018 is actually off to a great start when it comes to the screen fellas podcast um yeah. on twitter so thanks oh. thanks guys but um <laughs> let's talk about these results voted, <laughs> um clearly you guys don't watch two of those shows so you don't know what it is because carlos didn't win i didn't win error won yeah we we wanted I, to put a third option on there because you can put four options and I was going to put an other option just to so people could throw in their choices like cuz I knew some people were going to vote Gotham and things like that and we're like let's throw the CW shows a bone. So I threw on Arrow and Arrow got 60% and won. Yeah, I mean I remember you called me and you're just like, "Yeah, man, let's let's throw the CW show and Dennis and I and you, we all just agreed Arrow and Dang, I mean, I, I can't believe it actually won. It's at 60% among yep. among the voters. Um, with Agents of Sealed following at, at 31%, Daredevil at 5%, Jeez. and Other at 4%. So, clearly, I got completely obliterated, um, which is absolutely depressing. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, like, you guys need to watch Daredevil. I know. I know like, you that, that's a little or, shocking. Like, for me, I was even blown away that Agents of Shield was actually like destroying, um, was absolutely yeah. destroying Daredevil. Let's walk through the kind of change in this poll because there is a definite moment when this poll kind of changed directions, and because the the entire first day this poll this poll was up for two days, by the way, the entire first day that it was up. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was at, like, 82% at the lowest. Like, it was dominating this poll. And then, all of a sudden, on the second day, the morning of the second day, it started to get some traction with these um, Arrow fans. And, my goodness, um, <laughs> Arrow came storming back with a vengeance. And, honestly, if this poll shows me anything, it's that TV fans are passionate. And if you see something like this, 
you're gonna you're gonna vote on it and you're gonna let your opinion be known and i i think i think that's really good and it really is helpful to the networks honestly because they can more easily know what is working because when tv when people who watch tv like what they're seeing they will go on twitter and they will say that they like it and honestly that's what i most took out of this poll People want more shows like the CW, and <laughs> I'm over here struggling with why. Yeah, it's uh, um, <laughs> it was a sad day for me. Like I was excited, 916 votes, hell yes, but the result, no. <laughs> it was just really sad. Yeah. Um, that era won. Yeah. Look, I love the cast. I love the cast, and I love, I love like the whole acting crew, and I just, and I love those characters. There's just so much filler. Yeah. We were just talking about the crossover, actually. So, yeah. Um, let I want to read off some of the things that people were voting for for other. Um, we got a couple of votes for the Punisher. Um, surprisingly, a couple of votes for the Tick, which is, if you don't know, is an Amazon show. And I believe it's a comedy. Jesse was actually one of the people who voted for that. Um, Gotham, which is kind of what I was expecting to be the leader in the other category. One Jessica Jones, which is good. Uh, actually, I didn't even vote for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because I changed my mind. Uh, because I, it, it wasn't really that I changed my mind. It was that I had completely forgotten about this show because, honestly, it's so good that I don't consider it even a superhero show. I don't even think of it as a superhero show. And then when I realized, I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes, this is the best superhero show. It was Legion on FX. So that's actually what I ended up voting for. And it got, uh, I believe, two or three other votes as well. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, um, yeah, it was an interesting poll. Again, I think the biggest takeaway for me is that TV fans are passionate. Yeah, I mean, apparently so. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on and I guess get into this Golden Globe stuff. Ozzy, do you already have the Golden Globe winners up or do I need to pull it up? I can pull it up. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, well, he does that. I, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, some of the other not or other awards that are have already been nominated and things like that. Um, I, I'll get a little bit more into it, but the Producers Guild has already announced, which they're a pretty good indicator of the Oscars, um, especially for Best Picture. Uh, the Writers Guild has announced their nominees. And the Screen Actors Guild has announced their nominees. Uh, the DGA still hasn't announced theirs. And I guess that's the only other big, big one. So, yeah, we're waiting on the DGA to announce their nominees. But um, we have a lot of the major uh, Oscar lead-in awards have already announced their nominees. Uh, the Oscars, if you don't know, announces, I believe, at the end of this month... If I'm not mistaken, uh, they're nominees, so I'm really looking forward to that, clearly. But, yeah, I think we're finally getting into the point where we can start kind of talking about these awards things and start trying to predict these things. We still have a couple more movies that we need to see, um, and a couple that honestly still haven't even come out near us yet. But, yeah, uh, we're definitely getting down to, or into the thick of it, into the thick of awards season, so... Um, I'm definitely excited to be talking about some of this stuff. But, uh, Ozzy, you have that list up? Oh, yeah, I do. All right, let's talk Golden Globes, and then I'll kind of get into this other award stuff. 
Um, okay, if you don't know, I'm not a huge fan of the Globes, uh, mostly because they have, like, what, like 90 people in the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So, um, yeah, uh, I, when you have that few people voting on things, I don't really think that that's too legitimate. Um, and they've also made some extremely questionable decisions when it comes to uh, things that have been nominated in certain categories, like this year Get Out being nominated as a comedy. Um, but, yeah, we're they definitely they do put on a good show. It's an entertaining show. There were some things that I absolutely loved from their show this year um, that I will talk about a little bit. But, yeah, all right. Uh, you want to read off some of the what – what do you want to start with? I'm just going to go in order. I mean, we could talk about the best motion picture uh, drama. Okay. I mean, the, the the nominees here were Three Billiards of Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Dunkirk, The Post, The Shape of Water, Call Me By Your Name. Um, how do you feel about this list, Carlos? Uh, for the nominees, uh, they're, they're fine. Uh, it's uh, I'm not a fan of Three Billboards, which I believe ended up winning, correct? Yes, three bill words um, did win. Yeah, I don't necessarily want to get into that because that'll turn into a huge argument, but I'm not a huge fan of that movie. Um, I, I know it's probably going to get nominated at the Oscars, which is fine. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's a fine list. Uh, Dunkirk is definitely, in my opinion, still the best movie of the year that I've seen so far, at least, so I'm rooting for that one. Um, it's weird with this because it's broken into two categories because I keep going, where's Lady Bird? But I think that was in the comedy category, was it not? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's fine. (laughs) What about you? It sucks because I mean, I, I I like the fact that the, the Golden Globes kind of breaks them into like certain categories, but at the same time, it doesn't make any sense for some of these movies to be on these categories. Like you said earlier, get out. Um, I mean, it was a, such a great movie, and I think that they were just trying to give it some justice, but it, just, it really didn't make any sense yeah. um, as to why it was nominated for that. Um, yeah. um, but anyways, I haven't seen The Post, and I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name yet. Oh, yes. Um, uh, I think... So I'm like, I'm like three for five in this movie, okay. for like when it comes to this category. Um, um, Call Me By Your Name deserves it. I mean... In my opinion, from that list. I, well, other than Dunkirk, I guess Call Me By Your Name would probably be second for me. Um, I, I, I'm really upset that um, Darkest Hour is not getting much love. Yeah, man. I People are missing out in that movie. I mean, I just I personally think that it's such a great film. I mean, yeah. I don't mind Three Billiards of, of uh, Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri winning. I think it was, I mean... I think it is there's some recognition, and I feel like the movie is misunderstood by you alone. And <laughs> not me alone. <laughs> there's a growing, a growing section of humanity that dislikes that movie. But again, I don't want to get into it because it's going to be a long discussion. Um, I don't want to get into it either. But <laughs> I think I, I do. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to Dunkirk winning. I mean, we were talking about that in our during the. A Darkest Hour review, and it, it's such a great film, and yeah. it was just so well shot as well. So, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to it winning the nomination there. But, yeah. uh, all right, let's go to Best Motion Picture, picture uh, Musical <laughs> or Comedy. Sorry. Uh, best Motion Picture, Musical yeah. or Comedy. Um, nominees were Lady Bird, The Disaster Artist, Get Out, The Great Experiment, and I, Tanya. And you know what the winner is, Carlos? Ladybird. Ladybird won 
best motion picture, musical, or comedy. Um, damn, I I probably would have gone for the the, the disaster artist. Yeah, I, and I, um, I don't blame you, honestly. Just because, again, with the, these categories, Lady Bird, and it made me laugh, but I don't think of it as a comedy, really. Um, so I, it just it's strange that it's in that category. And if I just was basing it on the name of the category and I go best motion picture, musical, or comedy, I'd go Disaster Artist. Or maybe I, Tanya. Maybe I, Tanya. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know why it has musical or comedy in there. Because, like, half the time there's not a musical to nominate. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, I probably would have gone for the Disaster Artist. I mean, it was just, I left more in that film, I think... Um, Franco deserved it. I mean, I liked. I I really loved. I mean, it was personally my favorite over Lady Bird. But um, I'm glad Greta Gerwig is actually getting you know recognized for her work in the uh, film. And I'm well, glad kind of. Blokes. We'll talk about. Kind of. Um, we'll which talk is, about something later of, which, on. Which is, <laughs> yeah, which is kind of why I didn't watch the Oscars because I didn't nominate her uh, for something. Globes. But anyways, yeah. uh, yes. Continuing on, best performance by an actress, by an actress in a motion picture or motion picture drama um francis mcdormand for three billiards outside of every missouri jessica chastain for molly's game sally hawkins the shape of water meryl streep the post and michelle williams all the money in the world i'm again i'm three for five for this movie um yeah i'm i don't know i mean Frances McDormand, she just gave such a powerhouse performance as well. Yeah. But Sally Hawkins, I mean, she just she so did such good. a she did so well in the so Shape of Water. Good. I would probably have to give the edge to Frances McDormand, though. I mean, I just yeah. think I think she just gave the I mean, she just gave a powerhouse performance in that movie. Yeah. Um, I know you didn't like that movie, but I mean, I can. She did a. She did my, such a. As I said job. in the review, my problems with that movie are not based on the acting at all on any level. I think the performances in that movie are brilliant. Um. I, I'm not basically when we talk about these nominations, I'm or these the winners and the nominations. I'm really not going to get into what should have been nominated because I ever, haven't really formulated that in my head yet, um, and I still haven't seen some of these movies, uh, The Post and um, Phantom Thread specifically. Um, so I'm not going to get into what should have been nominated. I'm really just going to talk about what they nominated and what won um, out of this list that they gave us. Francis McDormand is probably has the slight edge over Hawkins. Um, now we haven't seen Streep in the post. Definitely. Um, Michelle Williams in all the money in the world is a close third though. She is so good in that movie. And uh, one thing I do want to talk about is, you know, this, do you know this whole, um, drama that's going on right now with the, uh, wage discrepancy with Michelle Williams? No, I didn't hear about it. Okay, so basically the story came out and it's been confirmed by a couple different uh, outlets at this point. Um, for the reshoots, because you know with All the Money in the World they reshot like a bunch of the movie because of the whole Kevin Spacey thing. With uh, They shot it with Christopher Plummer. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, Mark Wahlberg... Mark Wahlberg made like $1.5 million. Or, uh, it was a lot of money. He made a, a million plus... Um, it might have even more than that. I might be lowballing it for those reshoots. And Michelle Williams made reportedly, reportedly less than a thousand dollars for the reshoots. 
Um, that's absolutely unacceptable. Now, I do. I don't what I do want to say. That I, what I do want to say with this is, I think that you have to look at this from a few different angles. Number one, Mark Wahlberg definitely has more scenes with the character of Paul Getty than Michelle Williams, so he was probably on set for longer. That being said, it's still not right. <laughs> um, yeah, clearly, this is uh, problematic, and the studio did not want this to come out like this. And there were also reports earlier, before this thing broke, there were reports that they both were doing it for free. But then, obviously, that's not true because that we've gotten reports to the contrary at this point. So, uh, we still... I, I want to hear from Michelle Williams first because... Honestly, like, this is a really, really strange story because the first reports were that they both did it for free. Then it was uh, th this whole thing, but neither of them are speaking about it. So, like, what's going on? There's something weird about this whole story. But I do want to say one thing. There's been a lot, like, I click on, like, I shouldn't, but I do. I click on a lot of the comments for, on these articles. And some people are like, well, what do you expect? Mark Wahlberg is like a movie star, and who's Michelle Williams? And there's people like, who is Michelle Williams? She's not even talented. I'm like, Michelle Williams is a four-time, hear me, four-time Oscar-nominated actress. Stop. Please stop. You're looking like an idiot right now. Um, don't be just because you don't agree with this whole story or whatever does not give you the right to downplay Michelle Williams and her abilities and her reputation in this industry because she has four Oscar nominations. So stop with that, please. Um, that's what I have to say about that. Um, I mean, even then, I mean, I still don't agree with the whole thing because, I mean, she... I, I know, yeah. She, I mean, I she's, I mean, she's had... I mean, I'm pretty sure she's had more nominations than Mark Wahlberg oh, himself. Yeah. I mean, he's just done more... Oh, yeah. He's just done more action. Um, he's, been, he's just been in bigger blockbusters, which is the problem with some of you people that, that don't know her from. I really didn't know her until last year until she, and when I saw Manchester by the Sea. Now, that doesn't mean that she deserves... Um, which, again, she got nominated for this is her second year in a row getting nominated. Um, if she gets nominated how, for the Oscar. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure she was nominated last year for the Golden Globes, and I know yep. everybody loves the Golden Globes, so <laughs> there it is. Um, that's the second time in a year, in, in two years, being nominated for the Golden Globes. I mean, that just, I mean, going off of that, if that's what you guys want to go off of, I mean, that's how good she is. Um, if she gets nominated again, that's two years in a row for the Oscars that she's been nominated for. For for you know being yeah. the supportive role and I think, um, I mean this is this is actually the best actress in a, by a performance. I mean she she's a talented actress. Yeah. And I feel like she deserved to get paid equal amount. I don't understand. I mean look, and the thing is with film is it's like you know you have higher demands stuff like that. But I mean these two are doing something just these. I mean I feel like this movie was made just so that they can get a nomination. Yeah. So I mean, if you're doing it based off of that, yes, you know, it's I 100% yeah. agree that these people need to be paid equally. Yeah. If you're doing like if they're both co-stars, if they're both the leading person, they need to be paid equally. Yeah. Um. Now she's like now she's the and she is like, clearly the lead in this yeah, movie. Like, by now the way, she is. Yeah, I mean, oh, she is the lead. Yes. She needs to get paid more. If she's the lead character, she but, needs to get okay, paid more. But again, and I would say again, needs to get paid less. If he's, uh, again, if he's I do want to say, yes, she. I do. I, in my opinion, she is clearly the lead of the movie. But 
we're talking specifically this was this story is not about the movie as a whole the story is specifically about the reshoots and i'm pretty sure Wahlberg had more scenes with spacey than williams so he had to shoot more than her all i'm saying and again i completely i'm 100 percent on board with equal pay all of that but all I'm saying is there are more layers to this story than we're sometimes, like, letting on here. Because there's screen time when it comes to just the reshoots. Again, we're just talking about the reshoots. And there is the issue of if they both offered to do... Or if she offered to do it for free and then Wahlberg said, no, you have to pay me, then... That's not really the studio's fault, but at the same time, the studio at that point has to know that this could be an issue, and they might say, all right, if we're paying you, then we're paying her. So, I don't know. Again, I just, I want to hear Michelle Williams talk about it. I really do, just because I want to know how this all went down, because this is crazy. This is a really strange story to me. Yeah, it's it's just, it's absolutely intense. I don't understand why. I mean... Uh, All right, let's move on to actors. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Best performance by an actor, which this, by the way, this category makes me seem like I haven't watched any movies this year. Um, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. Timothy Chamolet. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. I'm so sorry if I butchered your name, but um, he's he's a main character in Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Tom Hanks, The Post, Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel-esque. I've only seen The Darkest Hour. (laughs) I've seen... I've only seen two. Um, And that's because I was not honestly expecting Denzel Washington. So I just didn't see that. I'm going to try to. uh, Just in case it gets a nomination. Um, And then obviously I'm really wait. I've said for weeks now. I'm desperately waiting for The Post and Phantom Thread. Uh... Gary Oldman, as from what I've seen, it's Gary Oldman. I mean, come on, let, let's not. I've, I've wanted to crown Gary Oldman for a while now since I've seen that movie, but I can't because there's still Daniel Day Lewis with Phantom Thread, so I gotta wait to see The Greatest of All Time. Um, so I've, I've just, I can't do it yet, but I do wanna just highlight real quick and then we can move on. I do wanna highlight Timothy Chalamet because. This is something I was not expecting. I didn't realize this, but he is the same kid who played the uh, kind of jerk kid in uh, Lady Bird. Oh, he did? Yes. It's the same guy. It's the same guy who played, I can't remember his name, but he was in the band and he's the one that she's, spoiler alert, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but he he's the jerk kid in that. Now it's like, oh, that's the same kid. And I would have never guessed that that kid from Lady Bird, because he's not my favorite performance in Lady Bird. I think he's fine in Lady Bird. But dang, this kid is good. He is so good in Call Me By Your Name. Uh, he is really deserving of this Best Actor nomination. Um, and I think he's going to get the Oscar nomination as well. He is so good as Elio in Call Me By Your Name. I was blown away by him in that movie. So... Uh, I just want to highlight him as well because he is awesome. Um, and again, I was really surprised because I was like, really? That? The Ladybird came like him? Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy. Uh, all right. You want to move on? Yes. Um, best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. We have, uh, God, I was actually just looking at, a, at an interview of her yesterday. Um, 
God, Carlos, say the name. Uh, Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, Judy Dench for Victoria and Abdul. We got Helen Mer- Helen Marin for Leisure Seeker, the Leisure Seeker. Uh, Margot Robbie by Tanya okay. and Emma Stone Battle of the Sexes. Um, I haven't seen the Leisure Seeker. And I've I never been seen... heard of the Leisure Seeker. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, but I have heard of Victoria. And Abdul, I was actually thinking about watching it, but I just I couldn't find the time to watch it. Yeah. Um, it was out by theaters, and I just I didn't have the time. Um, but I did see like three out of the five, and I, I'd say that this is a pretty stacked year. I mean, I think Emma, Emma Stone, Margot Robbie, and Sir Sharonin all gave such wonderful performances here. I mean, um, um, I'd go Margot Robbie out, again out of this list. I'm not talking about because again, I, I think there's things that I'm like not thinking of at this moment that should have been nominated in this category. But just based on this list, I'd go Margot Robbie. And you know how much I love Lady Bird. I l- love that movie. It's one of my favorites of the year. But Margot Robbie, if she reaches something else in I Tanya. I'd go Margot Robbie. So I disagree with this one. I'd probably go Margot Robbie or, or, or Emma Stone. I mean, Emma Stone was I, – I loved her performance in Battle of the of the Sexes. I thought she did an amazing job in, in that movie. She blew me away um, mm-hmm. when it came to that movie. So, yeah. All right. All right. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. James Franco, The Disaster Artist. Steve Carell, Battle of the Sexes. Angel Elgort for Baby Driver, Hugh Jackman, The Greatest Showman, and Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. And this is the this is the one where I feel like I've seen everything because I've seen everything in here. <laughs> um, so I'm just like, yes, yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> man. I think all these men give such such great performances. Um, this category would probably have to go to James Franco. Clearly, yeah, I think yeah. he just did such an amazing job. I probably would have given my second one to Steve Carell, um, Hugh Jackman, a third, Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out, and then Angela Algort in Baby Driver. Yeah. Um, that's probably like the five. Um, but James Franco, I mean, he he just he blew me away in that movie. So yeah. I'm gonna have to give I'm gonna have to give it to him. It, it's Franco easy. There's not too much discussion for me. It's it's Franco. I mean, it, yeah, <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> Easy for you, buddy. But I mean, I think I think all these men did. Uh, yeah, did really uh, great performances all around. But yeah. it's Franco for me. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to our next um, our next performance. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. We have Allison Janney, I Tanya, Hong Chao. Chao. I don't know. How that's how you pronounce her name. It's C H A U. But sorry, in case yeah. I did butcher your name. Um, downsizing. We have Lauren. Metcalf for Ladybird, Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water, and Mary J. Blige, Mudbound. Again, I've seen every one of these movies, so I, you know I, I really I like the fact that I'm a part of this discussion. Um, I'm gonna have to go, uh, Allison Jenny. She completely blew me away, and I, Tanya. I mean, she definitely deserved it. As soon as I saw her just performing and everything, I was like, she has to win. I'd say a close. Uh, I'd say a close second is. Um, Mary J. Blige from Mudbound. I mean, again, she just she did an amazing job in Mudbound and Mudbound, Mudbound. Sorry. Um, and then I'd give I'd give my number three to Lori McCalf and then Octavia Spencer 
for the shape of water and then Hong Chao for downsizing. That is that's not us. I actually agree with the winner on this one. Um Yeah. Yeah. She killed it. She's she so good. It. She's so good. She killed it. She killed it on screen. I mean, every time she was on screen, my eyes were glued. Um she was just a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um in, in this at that movie. She is just she just goes yeah. all in, and I absolutely loved it. So. Yeah. So, for some yeah. reason, with the Golden Globes, supporting actor and actress is where they don't split it up. Um, so, this is actually a okay picture at what we might maybe see with the Oscars. Um, I don't know about... The, the one that really stands out to me is, like, what is this? I mean, I'm not, like, complaining because it was a good performance, but what is this one doing in this list is Hong Chao. Like she's, I mean, she's good, but I, that kind of surprises me. I really, I did like her in that movie, but uh, just the movie overall was kind of underwhelming. So maybe that's why I'm not. Necessarily... I, I don't. I don't know if I would have given it to her. Yeah. No. I'm I mean, not. I, I mean, I don't. The nomination. I mean, you're, you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I, would, I probably would have given it to Demi Moore for yeah. Only the Brave. I mean, she did. Demi Moore killed it. Only the Brave. I loved her performance in Only the Brave. There's, uh, I mean, that's the one that I'm thinking of. That's yeah. the only one that I'm thinking about right now. I'd have um, to see other things, but yeah. I have to, like, kind of go back. And, I, yeah, and exactly. That. Like, that's why I'm not talking about what should have been nominated. I'm just looking at this list. Um, but for me, I, I honestly think if just lo- just based on this list again, this is a two-horse race between Alice and Janie and Laurie Metcalf for me. Um, I think everybody else is really good and to even great. I love Octavia, Octavia Span- Spencer. Jeez, why are we struggling with names today? Octavia Spencer and Mary J. Um, Bl- Blige? Mary J. Blige, yeah. yes. Um, I, Blige. They, they are great. Hong Chao is great as well. But for me, this is a two-horse race between Laurie Metcalf and Allison Janney. And I wouldn't complain about either one. In this case, it was Allison Janney. So, um, yeah. All right, you want to move on to the actor? Supporting actor? Yes, best performance by an actor in the supporting role in any motion picture. Sam Rockwell, the three, bro- three billiards, billboards, sorry. <laughs> Thinking about pool. I don't yeah. know. I love pool, guys. Three <laughs> billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Willem Dafoe, the Florida Project. Yeah, Archie Army Hammer for Call Me By Your Name. Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water. And Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World. Um, I've only seen two of these movies, so I really don't have like a you know, I really don't have uh, mm-hmm. like you know, it's like a really fair uh, argument. If you choose one, I'm just like, I mean, I guess I haven't yeah. seen it, but I'm gonna have to go ahead and say, I mean, I'm 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 fine with with Sam Rockwell winning it. I mean, I think he did a really good job in that film as well. So I'm not I'm not upset about it. Um, I'm not upset. I don't think like that. There's anything that's definitely clearly deserving better than Rockwell. Even though I real the, that character is my least favorite part of that movie. Um, I his performance again is great. Uh, I personally would go Willem Dafoe. He was uh, the he kind of was in the sense of the grounding force of that movie, and he really, really holds that movie together. And I love the Florida Project, and you still really, I really want you to see that movie so we can talk a little bit more about it. Um, but yeah, so my choice would be Willem Dafoe. The only one that stands out, I mean, in a negative way, is Christopher Plummer. I mean, he is good. He don't get me wrong. 
He's really good in All the Money in the World. But I really think that this is a nomination that is probably going to transfer to the Oscars, too. That it's just because he replaced Kevin Spacey. Like, let's be honest. If he was just originally cast in this movie, would he be nominated for this movie? Probably not. I don't know. Like, he's fine. <laughs> Let's be honest. I think it's just because he replaced Kevin Spacey. Uh, the Richard Dan- Jenkins performance, or, uh, nomination is a little strange to me, too. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of that character. And, I mean, again, he, he, he's fine in the role, and I'm not holding the character against his performance. It's I would have just... given, I would have given, I would have given it to one of the actors in, in Mudbound. I mean, I think, yeah. I think those performances were really good. I mean, yeah. I would have given it That's to. That's true. That's a good to, call. To, Garrett Hudlin, or, or or the guy who plays my friend, the the, the name is Mitchell. The name is not in, um, Earl, from, like, is it Earl Mitchell? Yeah. No, it's not. I Earl think so. Mitchell. Earl I Mitchell. Is I it? Know. I don't know. Uh, I don't Whatever. Know, he plays Easy E. I remember. Yeah, he plays Easy. Yeah, yeah, he plays Easy E. Um, I would have given it to him. I mean, I think he did a, a great job. Um, I would have given it to him. I think only the Brave. I think Josh Brolin deserves a supporting uh, role nomination because I just think like he did a really good job there. No, Earl Mitchell's a football player. Um, I'm an idiot. Uh, I can't remember I his name. Agree. I just I just agree with you because I was like, you know what, he did a great job. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I could think of a few people that I'd nominate over the over Richard Jen- yeah. Jenkins. Um, but I mean, yeah. it's fine. All right, it's doable. You do want to move going, to director or screenplay? This is this is the one that really gets me. I'm going to director. Oh yeah, here Best we go. Direct. Let's get into it. Uh, Gilmore Del Toro for The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Martin McDo- Martin McDonough for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Christopher Nolan Dunkirk. Ridley Scott, All the Money in the World. And Steven Spielberg for The Post. Um, I haven't seen The Post. Yeah. And I haven't seen All the Money in the World. I have seen Dunkirk, and mm-hmm. I have seen Three Billboards, and I have seen The Shape of Water. Now, um... Are we going to talk about the elephant in the room? This is absolutely unacceptable. Yes. Unacceptable. Um, I don't even think Martin McDonough should be nominated for Best Director. I just think that is a very... I would have given it... I would have given his movie nomination for Best Screenplay, Best Cinematography, and Performances. I don't think it's... I don't think he really... I don't really see a direction that he gives in this film, personally. I would have given it to either Greta Gerwig, yeah, um, Dee-Rees, or the woman. I for, the name is not in my head right now, but the woman who 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 um Detroit. who directed Detroit. Speaking of which, that guy could um, have been the guy in there. Could have also been nominated for best uh, supporting actor. That's he a good call too. Who yeah. me away? Um, if you don't know who I'm talking about, he's in. Um, He's in the first Maze Runner. He has the guy. He's the guy with the weird eyebrows. Yeah. Don't know what his name is. I'm gonna pull his name up yeah, right I'm, now. I'm pulling. But it he could have been too. nominated. I. And they totally forgot about him. Which Will is Poulter. Ex- yes. It's extremely disappointing. And that it's they Catherine about Bigelow, him. the director, by the way. Catherine Bigelow. She should have been nominated. I feel like. I mean, I, this was. They were having this conversation, which I didn't see the Golden Globes, but everybody was talking about like this one's Woman's Year. Yes. For Golden Globes, everything. And I was just like, and I felt so underwhelmed because I wanted it to be a woman's year, but I also wanted it to be the woman's year for directors. I mean, this year, they all pulled it off. They all pulled it off. And I would have loved, and the fact that they all pulled it off and they're not getting recognition for it just absolutely blows my mind. And that's why I cannot watch the Golden Gloves this year. 
was because of the best director thing. Like it's absolutely ridiculous how yeah. um they weren't even touched on. Yeah. All for right. A girl where it got like a ninety nine percent how like on Rotten Tomatoes, which granted is not like a huge thing for some people, but that's a freaking accomplishment. The fact that she did such an amazing job on like on her first directorial debut yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. And for me, Jordan Peele should have been close to being nominated because he again he I mean those two both did um those both these those two people both um it was both the directorial debuts and the fact that they both of them didn't even get nominated mm-hmm. it just blows my mind um, um i do okay you basically said it all now i do want to clarify we don't think that like the hollywood foreign press association is like racist or sexist or anything i mean guillermo del toro won he's a hispanic dude and i'm very happy about that clearly we both would be um but yeah we're both hispanic exactly like (laughs) so that's definitely we're not like saying that they're racist or sexist or anything like that but I have said this basically since a couple of months after, I, basically since what the second or third time that I saw Lady Bird because I've seen it three times in the theaters. By the way, um, there is no way that you can convince me that Greta Gerwig did not give one of the five best directing jobs in this in 2017. There, there's really there, I just I won't be convinced of it. She is brilliant as the director of ladybird she is fan freaking tastic and she deserves a nomination no matter what now that that being said and you've basically said everything else so i'm just gonna leave it there because i don't want to beat a dead horse but one thing i do want to say is natalie portman though did you see what happened no i didn't see what okay happened. so natalie portman was and i can't remember who it was that was up there with her it was a dude and natalie portman I can't remember who it was, but uh, they were up there and they were going to announce the winner of Best Director. And when they did that, they obviously have to read off all the nominees, right? And right, yeah. right as they were reading off the nominees, Natalie Portman with a mic goes, <clears throat> and now for the all-male category of Best Director... <laughs> It was freaking hilarious because, like, she was just calling them out. She was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, you really nominated nominated all dudes in a year where they were clearly deserving female nominations. Like, and Natalie Portman, I just, I love Natalie Portman just for that. Um, It was great. And it was one of the highlights um, of the Golden Globes, uh, which I was following very closely on Twitter um, because I, again, didn't watch it. But it, Natalie Portman just, it was a really, uh, it was a mic drop moment for Natalie Portman. Just be like the all-male nominee. <laughs> so great. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand so how like, some of these women were not nominated. So All we're giving it to D. Reese, Greta, War, uh, Greta uh, Gerwig, or, or the woman who directed Catherine Bigelow. Um, Catherine Bigelow. Sorry, yeah. I keep forgetting your name. Catherine Bigelow for Detroit. God, that was just so good. It was just so good this yeah. year. It's, um, it's so ju- stupid. I, I know. I hope we get. I hope we get more directorials from women, man, because yeah. they just they've just been showing. They just showed us like a lot of the men this year. We can probably do it better than you. <laughs> so, like I'm, um, I really want to see more women directorial debuts, man. It's just it's just so amazing just to see them really take control of it and just show passion. And this is a year. 2017 was a year where I can definitely tell passion in some of these films, and I absolutely yeah. loved it. And Greta Gerwig definitely should have been nominated. It's absolutely ridiculous how she did not get nominated. Yeah. But 
here we go again for best screenplay. This will be the last one that we talk about, I think. Uh, I think we should do... You want to do animated? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's, I mean we, there's only really one that we've seen, so... Coco won. <laughs> yeah. Animated. Yeah, congrats, Coco. You're probably going to win the Oscar, too. I mean, I don't know. I still want to see some of these other... Loving Vincent, I've heard great things about, is the only other one. But anyway. All right. Uh, screenplay. <laughs> Best screenplay. Uh, the first nomination goes to Martin McDonough for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, Gilmore, Gilmore Del Toro and Vanessa Taylor for The Shape of Water. Greta Gerwig, um, Lady Bird, Liz Hanna, Josh Singer for The Post, and Aaron Sorkin for Molly's Game. I would have freaking taken Aaron Sorkin out of that freaking thing and put Taylor Sheridan for uh, Wind River. What are you like? What are we doing? That's a good call. That's a good call. Like, come on. Um, the fact that, by the way. Let me go to these male nominations real quick. Um, Jeremy Renner should have been nominated for Best Actor. I don't care what anybody says. He gave such an amazing performance. Um, by far, a career-defining performance for him. But getting back to the screenplay, I would have put Taylor Sheridan for Best um, for best Writer. Best Screenplay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, he just did an amazing job. I would have nominated him. And I think I hope the Oscars do give him justice because the, the screenplay for Molly's Game was – decent it wasn't i wasn't blown away by it the, the thing is it's sorkin and sorkin's a name and it's going to be hard for a lot of people even in the yeah, academy so to taylor get over it. Sher- so is that's taylor. true that is so true is taylor sheridan but sorkin's like the it. name you know <laughs> like he's i the don't name. care if he is the name he didn't deserve it this i year. i agree i'm I just saying i would uh, yeah the People need to stop saying uh i mean people in this industry just need to stop giving it to people just because they have a bigger name yeah they didn't deserve it you know they deserve it i mean sure like they're a huge name and they earn that name that's great but they earn the name they didn't earn they don't earn each each year's best winner because sometimes it's not that great and this year aaron sorkin i don't believe was really that great holy Um, crap sorkin's been nominated for a golden globe seven times jeez yeah i mean i uh, I mean, I would have just given it to Taylor Sheridan. I think that person just did, just does, just, just did it better. But, um, dang, I mean, I, like I said, I would have nominated Martin McDonough for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and he did win Best Screenplay. Yeah. I'm not upset about it. I'm really not. Um, I mean, you have, you know, I have not seen the post yet, so I cannot comment on the I post. Know. Um, I want to see it. I think it's this weekend. I think still we get it this weekend. I, we're still waiting out here, yeah. so we haven't seen it yet. But um, Gilmore, Gilmore Del Toro, Vanessa Taylor, and Greta Gerwig, they all, I mean, these three people did an amazing job writing the scripts and everything. So, yeah. I mean, close call. I'm not mad at Martin McDonough, though. I mean, I do think he deserved it. I mean, I think the dialogue there is really well. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't have been mad if Greta Gerwig won or... That's who I would Gilmore give it to won. out of this list, but... Yeah. I wouldn't be mad. Um, either way, I wouldn't be mad. I think I think they all did an amazing job this year, so... Um, you just have to... I mean, you have to... Somebody has to win, so... Yeah. I'm not mad at Martin, Martin McNona, so... But these were the winners and lists. Um, this was the 75th Golden Globe Awards, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, I mean... I'm disappointed. We're not going to go over TV. It's just too much. <laughs> I have to go over TV this week. Wait, TV what? I oh, mean, the winners? Yeah, because uh, Golden Globes has TV stuff too. Um, 
Forget that. We're not doing. Yeah, that. that's too much. <laughs> Even though I'm mad that Mandy Moore's not nominated, oh, like sh- shout out Sterling K. Brown, by the way, deserved win. Like, and Aziz. I just Zari. saw. I just, I just saw. I just saw like this episode with Mandy Moore of This Is Us, and I was just like, Don't spoil why? It. I'm not spoiling anything. <laughs> okay, but. You're going to be upset that she wasn't even nominated. Like, after you see this episode, you're going to be like, why wasn't she nominated? Like, yeah. I don't get it. Um, same, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, why the hell is she nominated? It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm not I'm not happy right now. I'm just not. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I'm going to watch I ha- I'm gonna watch All the Money in the World sometime at some point this week. I need to get that over with. I mean, it's just been super crazy um, dealing with some car issues. That's always fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm going to try to figure that out. And then I will watch Call Me By Your Name. And a few other films that I missed this year, such as The Florida Project. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, All right. Well, before we wrap things up, I do want to real quickly go over some of these uh, Oscar indicators, especially for some of these big categories. Um, So, the Producers Guild, which is a big indicator for Best Picture, actually. They have their nominations, and we had The Big Sick, Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, Get Out, I, Tanya, Molly's Game, The Post, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards, Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, and Wonder Woman. Huh. That's wow. a bit surprising. I mean, I would you be shocked? Would you be completely shocked if Wonder Woman got a, stole like a nomination for Best Picture? <laughs> I mean... I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. You know, I'm just not. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to a director, to be honest. But yes, I mean, I, because I mean, there were problems with. That yes, movie. Wonder Woman's not perfect. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not perfect, especially like the villain we were talking yeah. about when we reviewed it. Just the villain, we were just like, what the hell? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <villain. laughs> it's like CGI, like a six-year-old to like a freaking twenty-year-old body. I mean, sure, <laughs> so, but so it, bad. Uh, bad. That's the worst part of that movie uh, by, the, by far. But it's it's a it good, it's a really it, great it brings, movie. It brings it down to an eight point nine. I mean, yeah. that's what I gave it. But I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah. Would not be opposed to it because I mean I do think because look I mean I think about it I think about it as something inspiring I mean Gal Gadot uh, Gal Gadot how are um, you she saying? actually pronounced her name I she actually pronounced her name people have pronounced their names and I have just forgot about it as soon as I forgot this podcast and I'm so sorry <laughs> but I'm gonna call her Gal Gal yeah. um she got she got um I mean look I, I just think this should be such a great thing if she. If, if, it, if it won Best Picture. Not that I want it to, but I wouldn't be upset about it. Because, yeah. again, it just... It's such... It is an inspiring film, and mm-hmm. I feel like it would also inspire women directors yeah. to come out of the shadows and be like, we're directing something, and it's going to be amazing. And that would be really inspiring. Um, you know, people would come out, and I, I feel like it would be such an inspiring move if they did that, if they now, if they yeah. had her win. Um, same thing for Lady Bird. Um, actually, no, I mean, I just think Wonder Woman would be such a, have more of an impact just because it is Wonder Woman. It is a, it's a popular movie that people have seen too. It is, it is a superhero movie that its main character is a woman. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I would give it, I mean, I would, I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be pissed off about it. I mean, Lady Bird, same thing. I would want her to win. Um, of course, I mean, I want that movie to win. There were a lot of, there were a lot of great films this year Uh, when it comes to nominations. My, I mean, 
Yeah, sorry. Uh, my big takeaway for this is please, Oscars, do the right thing and do not nominate Molly's Game. Like, come on. Like, I I don't care. I, again, the PGA is a pretty decent indicator of Best Picture. Like, they a lot of the times, uh, a lot of the stuff that they nominate, the Best Picture will be as well. But please don't do Molly's Game. Please. Like, that movie is fine. It's fine. But it does not need to be anywhere near Best Picture. Um, so, that's what yeah, I gotta say I about mean, that. I just... Uh, yeah, yeah, I would have probably given... I probably would have given... If I had to substitute Wonder Woman... Wait, can you read the list to me one more time? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. I think they did ten, to be honest. Um, The Big Sick, Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, Get Out, I, Tanya, Lady Bird, Molly's Game, The Post, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards, and Wonder Woman. Is that eleven? Jeez, they nominated so much for... I just think that people are sleeping on Wind River and Detroit. Only I, I no, I'm shocked about um, Detroit. I agree with you on that one. Um, I, when, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, that's just... It honestly baffles me. It's like a great year, but at the same time, it's just such a mind-boggling year. It's an I unpredictable just, year like, for these awards, I feel to be like, honest. I feel, like, I feel like people have just forgotten about some of these movies, and it's so sad. Yeah. Like, for me, one of the standouts and best performance by an actor, why isn't James McAvoy being even mentioned? I That's mean, true. That's a good call, I mean, too. again, I mean, it's just... And we're going to get to yes, the SAG, but yeah. It's an M- yes, it's an M. Night Shyamalan film, and yes... Sure, it wasn't the greatest movie, but that man <laughs> gave such yeah. a great. He gave a really amazing yeah. performance, and I would have. I mean, I would have taken Angel Elgar out and put him in it. Yeah. Um, Jim McAvoy. I mean, it just it just baffles me. All right, I mean? uh, moving on to the WGA, which is the Writers Guild. So this is these are good indicators for screenplay for the Oscars. Um, we had The Big Sick, Get Out. I, Tanya, Lady Bird, and Shape of Water for original screenplay. And then for adapted screenplay, we had Call Me By Your Name, Disaster Artist, Logan, again, Molly's Game, so I'm sure you're pumped about that one, and Mudbound. I don't understand what is up with these people wanting to just throw Molly's Game in there. It's just because of Andy <laughs> Sorkin, and it's really annoying. Yeah. Stop. Um, yeah, I, none, none other than, I mean, Molly's Game, I don't agree with, but it doesn't surprise me, but... Yeah, I, I, Logan is the sh- one that people were buzzing about because if it got adapted screenplay for the WGA, then it has a decent shot at screenplay for the Oscars. So, I mean, there's definitely a chance for that. I I don't know that I would go screenplay for Logan. I might even go picture before I went just straight up screenplay, but... Um, I would have even gone a step further and given him performance. I mean, uh, freaking Hugh Jackman, yeah. just so good. There were so many freaking powerhouse performances, and I feel like um, these critics just really – not the critics, but probably like the the associations. A lot of these associations just like to forget about some of these movies, and sure. it's just – it's really yeah. tragic. I mean, when you have – I mean – Everybody who's in a film works hard. I mean, even yeah. people in Transformers. Look, I hate that movie, but I'm not going <laughs> to dog the people. I mean, the only person I'm really going to dog is Michael Bay because it's just like you don't listen. I, I guess you don't like to listen to critique because I want to like his movie. You know, like you want to yeah. go like when you go into a movie, you're not sitting there just like, oh, yeah, I, I want to hate this movie. No, you go in there wanting to like a freaking movie because you paid 10 bucks to go see a movie. 
But um, I mean, it just sucks that the association uh, just does not recognize some of these films because people yeah. work hard in these movies. They do. And, uh, you know, uh, for me, like, I would have given it to James McAvoy. I mean, I would have given him at least a nomination or mm-hmm. even Hugh Jackman for Logan a nomination. It's just sad. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on to SAG, which I, in my mind, SAG is the most important because if you don't know, the Academy, which is what votes on the Oscars, is broken into branches. And the biggest branch in the Academy is the actor's branch. So for me... It's the SAG is really important because these are the same people who control the biggest branch in the academy. So I I just I think generally SAG is a very important indicator for the Oscars just because of that. Um, so I'm gonna read. All, I'm just gonna do all of them all of them because obviously with actors there's a bunch of categories and then we can kind of talk about what stood out to you. Um, all right, so cast, which is kind of like their version of Best Picture because it's like the overall cast. Um, we had Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, Mudbound, and Three Billboards. For female actor, or actress, however you want to say it, uh, Judy Dench. Man, we, maybe we should have seen Victoria and Abdul. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Sally Hawkins, Frances McDormand, Margot Robbie, and Sor- Saoirse Ronan. Jeez, I'm going to struggle with that name. Um, m- male actor... Timothy Chalamet, James Franco, Daniel Kaluuya, Gary Oldman, Denzel Washington. Again, probably should have seen that one. (laughs) Uh, Female actor in a supporting role, Mary J. Blige, Hong Chow. Man, that's, I guess she has a good shot at the Oscar. Um, Holly Hunter in Big Sick. That's a, how was she not nominated for Golden Globe. Oh, jeez. I just realized that. Allison Janney, uh, Laurie Metcalf. And then male actor in a supporting role, Steve Carell, Willem Dafoe, Woody Harrelson, and Three Billboards, uh, Richard Jenkins, and I'll, Sam Rockwell. Um, I'm sorry. I got to go back to supporting um, yeah. performance by a female actor in supporting role. Yeah. I was having Chow beat um, the supporting actress in I, Tanya. I just she's there. Allison Janney's there. Oh, she's there. Yep, Thank yep. God. I was gonna say like, that does not make. I'm looking at this. I was looking at. I was looking at it. And I was just like, Are you, you gotta be kidding me. Like yeah. <laughs> this is. I'm about to boycott this right now. <laughs> but yeah, um, she's yeah, there. Um, yeah, okay, Octavia Spencer is not on this, so that's a little surprising. I'm not like too upset with that. I'm surprised Hong Chow has gotten so much buzz for supporting actors that's a little surprising to me i'm so happy about holly hunter because she is great in big sick she is for me the highlight of all of big sick is holly hunter so i'm really happy about that one by the way um if she gets the oscar as well nomination yeah um yeah i mean i hope she gets it yeah a lot for me the biggest things i took away from this is there's some of these movies that we kind of skipped out on that we probably shouldn't have victoria and abdul i guess with judy dench um and then denzel washington and roman j israel esquire um yeah Uh, what about daniel kaluuya because he's getting a lot of buzz too and he got nominated for actor in a leading role for the sag so he has a good shot at the oscar nomination as well do you, do you like that nomination for Get Out? 
Getting a Kaluuya for actor? No, I, I can't give it to him. I just, I can't. I don't, I can't, I don't either. He's, have, he's good, but have, there's so have, many like, great. He's really good, but yeah. there's so many great performances. Miles Teller for... Exactly, where's um, Teller? Like, like, it's just so sad and it's so tragic. Yeah. Um, You saw Stronger. I don't know if, I don't know if Jake Gyllenhaal deserved it this year. Um, The actress in that, just, um, she deserved it more than Gyllenhaal. Like, and I love Gyllenhaal. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't... I, I, it's just it's honestly mind boggling to me how some of these I mean I really need to put together my list <laughs> I, I mean we, we both will I mean we probably will we, we gotta we got get post um, we gotta get see the post at least yeah I mean I'm, I'm trying to see the post I'm, I'm probably gonna catch up with my movies probably sometime next week and and, uh, and really go from there just to see uh, what else I'm missing yeah. but it's just it's just so tragic I mean it's it's so sad I mean I would have given Jeremy Renner that over Kaluuya um, for Wind River, yes, I mean, yeah, people are just sleeping on my man Renner, and it's sad. Uh, it's just, man, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just disappointed. Um, I got to see Denzel Washington's. Um, Me too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see it now. I'm probably gonna see it. We have to. I'm probably gonna see it over the weekend, maybe. Yeah. But um, Roman J. Israel esque. I mean, I, I gotta see. I gotta see. Um, again, I've just seen a lot of powerhouse performances yeah. this year, and. I would have put them all in here. I yeah. mean, that's tragic. But Ugh. I mean, I'm not opposed to Denzel Washington just because I haven't seen it. Yeah. I'm not opposed to Timothy because I haven't seen it. So Timothy, so yeah, he's so good in that movie. Oh, Timothy, so man. All right. Um, I guess that wraps it up for our, our awards discussion. Uh, man, again, this kind of reinforces for me. This has been a really good year for movies. I I know you aren't fully on board yet with that notion but i i really i love this year for movies 2017 was a great it's year. been a great year it's just none of the movies in 2017 hit me like i wanted them to hit me so that's why i'm saying it's it's just i mean it's not it's not my favorite year film if yeah. that's fair can i say that fair enough fair enough i can say that yeah um especially when it just comes to indies i mean i was absolutely just disappointed by some of the new films that came out this year yeah. Just because just because I feel like last year's really hit me, so like it's just it, I didn't get the same I didn't get the same feel from a lot of them, which oh. it doesn't mean that they're bad. One more it's awards just... thing to ask you, uh, and yeah. it, you you brought it in my head with the Indies discussion. What about Rooney Mara in a Ghost Story? I no no because she wasn't there. She's not in enough. That's fair. That's like okay. Look, and I know people are gonna say Ozzy, but you brought up like Ozzy. Like you would have defended like Michelle Williams over over like Rooney Mara. Yes, because one Michelle Williams had way more dialogue than Rooney Mara did. She did. Um, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel like the director, instead of shooting like a five minute scene of Rooney Mara eating pie, I don't get that. I People I, I like try to explain scene. it. I, <laughs> I don't because you could have used that scene to 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 have her do something else. Um, to to show that like if you're gonna go and if you're if you're gonna go as far as to say she deserves a nomination, okay, fine, she deserves a nomination, great. Give me five minutes of her doing something that says that's trust that's me saying, okay, she deserves a nomination. Five minutes of eating pie, no, that's not deserve <laughs> a nomination. <laughs> what fair. are you talking okay, about? Fair. Um, I mean, for me... Uh, it was I mean, just something I thought of, and I was like, she gave a great performance in that movie, so I, I just I mean, threw it did. out there. I mean, she did. I mean, threw I, think, I think she... 
I think her and Casey Affleck did great in those movies. I just he's covered in a one, sheet the whole time. You can't give you know, it to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can't. I mean I can't give it to him. I mean I, I, mean, I can't. I can't even argue with him. They're, yeah, they're just like if somebody said to me, Ozzy, Casey Affleck deserves a nomination this year. I'm like I can't say. I didn't see his face. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean he, he was great at body motions. <laughs> great at body motion. Yeah. I just saw subtitles. Yeah. And I guess that goes to the screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, see, now my head's just running of things that I would have nominated, and we got to move on, or else I'm just going to keep but, bringing but up actors. We can discuss this. I feel like we can discuss this once we have our own list. Yes, I mean, exactly. we just have to go back through this year and really, really decipher, I mean, what should go on. Yeah, there. we need to. I mean, we, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're not a part of the association. Because if <laughs> sure. I was a part of the association, I probably would be cursing at a lot of people. I'd be like, I don't give a damn how much some of these people are like willing to pay me. They don't deserve the nomination. Hey, maybe but, one day you'll get that SAG card, you know? I hope so, man. I hope so. <laughs> I want to get it so bad. I really do. Like, you know, I, you'd be the first person I call. But <laughs> um, anyways, Carlos, what is your recommendation? Uh, geez, you caught me off guard. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hold on a second. You gotta pull something up. Um, I don't know. Do you have one? You, you caught me off guard. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Wonder Woman. I mean, I feel like people are yeah. sleeping on, on, on Taylor Sheridan's screenplay. I feel like people are sleeping on Jeremy Renner's performance. I mean, that was just such a great film. Um, even this, even the, the soundtracks in that film were just so amazing. This movie was probably one of the best shot all year. Um, Wonder River, I, I got to give it to Wonder River when it comes to the cinematography. I mean, cinematography was beautiful. It was just such a haunting yet mysterious, intriguing film. Um, it was such a gritty film as well. I mean, I would have, I would have definitely nominated that film. Yeah. And for me, it's devastatingly underrated. Yeah. So, watch it. Um, my recommendation basically comes out of a place of spite, and that is because, um, I had somebody today tell me that Spider-Man Homecoming was a horrible film, so my recommendation is Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, it's a great movie. Well, it's a really, really good movie. It's one of my favorite MCU movies, like, period, like, ever. So, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, go watch it again, because you'll have tons of fun, regardless of whatever people say. Yeah, that's uh, 100% true. <laughs> I, that movie's really great. Um, and it's absolutely astonishing that somebody would tell me that it's not good. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, you want to talk about Audible? Yeah, man. I like to read. Uh, are you sure you, you like, like to read? read? I, I, see, yeah, I like, like to, to read? I, I kind of like to read, but, you know, it's just not necessarily like, I don't know. You know if I, I think I'm more of a podcast guy. Yeah? yeah. You, you like listening to stuff like that? <laughs> I think I like listening to podcasts, yeah. I mean, I mean, I like listening to myself, but then I like also listening <laughs> to, like, people. <laughs> I also like listening to people narrate yeah. things to me. I think it's great. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to read without actually reading, the best way to do that is by getting an Audible subscription. And to get your Audible subscription, you can actually do a free 30-day trial and get a free audiobook 
and you can at the same time be helping us out. So all you have to do to get a free audiobook of your choice, and they have a huge selection, by the way, all you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. You will get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial of Audible and you can cancel at any time, and you'll be helping out the Screenfellows podcast. So go ahead, check that out, get your subscription, get your free audiobook. And by the way, after you cancel your subscription, if you do, it doesn't go away. You get to keep your audiobook. So go check it out, get a free audiobook, and you'll be helping us out. It's a great way to help other podcasts and get some more entertainment for free. I 100% agree with everything that you just said. Check out the Audible. Um, All right, Carlos. Where can people find you on social media? All right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shuri456. And make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows. It's Facebook, the Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, and the website as well. And hopefully we'll be doing another poll at some point. So make sure you're yeah, following you follow us on Twitter. I was just thinking about it. We should totally do Coco against Inside Out. We should have a debate about it on the podcast. Boom. Spark. Um, Twitter yeah, poll. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm in it. <laughs> Coco's way better. Um, Coco's better. I don't know what to tell you. But anyways, um, you can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. Also, if you have any recommendations, such as Pixar movies or anything that's TV-related, um, feel, feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellows.com. And yeah, that's where you guys can find me. Carlos, sign us out. What? <laughs> messing with you. I'm messing with you. <laughs> it's like, I, I had just... To, I wanted to say, I, I just wanted to, like, throw you off. I just wanted to, like, surprise you. Just like, what? I was like, wait, what? I'm not prepared. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check us out on YouTube. We just released a video a few days ago. Check that out. It's... I think it's top 100 best quotes in movies. So check that out. Maybe, maybe you find something you like in there. Check it out. Also, check out the written content on the website. We do have some great written review content from our writer and from Carlos. If you want to see Carlos going to rant, check it out. The last Star Wars rant. Um, it's actually the last Jedi rant, but it's the last Star Wars movie that came out. So check it out. And um, yeah, guys, this is Screen Fellas. 